Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to my show. I am the nice critic and here we go. Alrighty. So folks, I am back with another review and bit of my personal opinion. Um, This time I will be talking about a movie called Berlin Syndrome and Syndrome Syndrome. Berlin Syndrome. Um, It's on Netflix and let's get right into it. So Oh, this movie here, this movie here. Frustration, frustration through the nation. Anyways, so let's start it out. There's a woman and she's traveling by herself. And of course, that never goes well. I don't know why people go to foreign countries by themselves, but she did. So she's out there. She's in Germany. Um, She's from Australia. She's taking pictures of stuff, different buildings and things of the sort. Um, she visits a library, you know, it shows that she's pretty into some art type things, you know, just different, um, a different aesthetic kind of thing. Um, she meets some people or she walks onto a rooftop and there's some people up there and she's kind of like trying to see them, but not see them. And they see her. So they're like, come join us. She goes to join them, spends the like nighttime into the daytime with them, never sees them again. Um, so they go away. She's up there taking pictures of the sunrise cause they spent all night up there. And she's just chilling up there. So then it shows um, she goes to her little hostel. Um, she's sharing a shower with people and um, she gets stressed. She's going out and about into the town again. Now there's this guy that she meets um, at, well, he walks up behind her at um, like a stop, like a traffic stop. They're going to cross the street and he drops his stuff. So she has, he has her hold his little fruit thing and um he picks up his stuff and they're talking so they talk all into the night and end up like hanging around each other into the nighttime and he goes to drop her off and she's kind of giving the vibes like trying to touch him like breathing hard like she's ready for a kiss and he's like yeah so I gotta go he's like I have to meet somebody and thinking about it now that was a hint but I'll come back to it but he's like I have to meet somebody so take your little hot horny ass upstairs. He doesn't say that, but like that's his hint because he starts the car like, girl, what you're breathing hard. Go upstairs. So she goes upstairs. And then the next day, because she's supposed to leave and she let him know that night. She's like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to some place that starts with a D, some other place in Germany, I guess, or somewhere else. Um, but she said she was going somewhere else because they're in Berlin right now. And um, she's like, yeah, I'm going to leave tomorrow. And he was like, why? And she's like, because I'm just, you know, traveling, going with the wind and such. So the next day comes, she packs all her stuff, but she doesn't freaking leave. She's walking around like a stalker. She goes to where he said his dad's little garden thing was. He's not there. She goes back to the library. She finds him. And of course, she walks up to him. He does like he's not even saying anything. She just walks up behind him while he's looking at the. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome back to the show. Sorry, I was so rudely interrupted, but I am still the nice critic. And here we go. So, yeah, I got a phone call and can't record when someone's calling don't know why i didn't put my phone on do not disturb but that's beside the point back into the description so she walks up behind him this girl her name's claire the guy's name is andy um so claire walks up behind him he's looking at the book she was just looking at the day before kind of giving you know a little hint that he's probably a little more stalkerish than we know about because how would he know you know 
anyways um so he's looking at the book and he's looking at the exact page she was looking at he's just staring that page down so she comes over and she lets him know like oh that's my favorite because she's trying to hide her deformed finger blah 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 he turns the page because the next page is like a sketch of people laying on each other you know like kind of like they're about to get it in and he turns the page again because the next one is like an even deeper sketch of like two people laying on each other she puts her hand on his book all creepy and she's like walking her fingers over like touch my hand and he touches her hand and then he grabs it and it shows them proceeding from there you know they go get their one night stand on kind of thing and she's in his place and they have their little awkward first moment but you know they end up getting it in kind of thing so um waking up to the morning time um well after they get it in they have like a little moment to talk and he like lets her know like i love everything about you like i love your smile i love this i love that and she's just over there like <laughs> like a little slight giggle but she's like oh, this is the sex talking but okay but he's like for real he's like i just love everything about you so um it goes to the next day he's at work now okay he's a teacher and he's at work and he's teaching the kids and she wakes up and she, first she's chilling you know just chilling and then she's like okay i'm gonna get my stuff and i'm gonna go and she tries to go and there's a big ass lock on the door that she it's like it's locked like you're not getting out it's locked it's it's no you're not, you're not going nowhere and she's like what the hell and she tries to like open the windows the windows won't open so she's just like hmm doesn't think too much about it but she's like that's kind of weird there's no key okay whatever and she's just exploring in his house and looking at shit so he comes home and she's like you didn't leave me a key and he's like yeah i did i left it and she's like no you didn't and he's like oh i meant to leave it so he pulls the key out of his pocket and just puts it down and he's like i mean you can go now i'm about to take a shower so she could have left right then and there but she didn't because her hot horny ass wanted to still be there so she gets in the shower with him they're still getting it in they go out they go dancing another moment where she could have dipped the fuck out but didn't personal opinion right here um yeah when they went dancing if i was her because of that whole being locked in incident sure we're gonna go dancing whatever after the dance is over peace peace out because this was fun but it's done now and i'm ready to go so i'm not going back to your place with you but of course she did she goes back to his place they get it in again um and in the morning time, he's about to leave again. And she's like, hey, the key. And he's like, oh, okay. So he puts the key down. And she's she's fine with that because he put whatever key that was down. And she just assumes that's the key for her to get the fuck out when the time comes. So he leaves and he goes to work. So she's chilling for a little while, you know, lounging in his shirt and whatnot. But then she finally gets dressed and she wants to leave. Tries the key and the key doesn't flip and work. The key is not letting her out. So she starts kind of flipping out a little bit. And she's like, okay, the key won't let me out. I can't get out through the window. She's like looking around for stuff. And she's like, what the heck? So she finds, she goes in her bag. She pulls out her phone. For some reason, she went two days without needing her phone. But now she needs her phone. So she pulls it out. She charges it. And it says, there's no SIM card. Boo-boo, he took your SIM card. That's when she really starts to panic. She's like, oh, okay, you're tripping. Like, okay like this this is the weird one like he's not cool and she really starts to flip out because she um she found a book uh, found the book the book that they were both interested in she finds that book and when she opens it there's a polaroid picture by the way the camera is hers not his so he was taking pictures with her camera there's a polaroid picture in there of her sleeping and he wrote the word mine in german on her back 
And that's when she notices her necklace that her mother gave her is gone. Like he took it off of her. So she's flipping out. She takes one of his chairs, breaks his windows, only to find out they're reinforced with plexiglass. So even though you broke the glass on the inside, you can't break the outside part. And he lives in an abandoned building. So just like he had told her when they were getting it in, nobody can hear you, mama. So scream all you want to kind of thing. So she's flipping out. He comes home and she's right at the door. Like when he opens the door, she's right there. But instead of her pushing her way out, she lets him push her back in. And she's just like, hey, Andy, like you didn't leave, like the key didn't work. Um, she's like, I was just going to go. Like I was just going to, um, like I'll come back from my backpack. Like I just want to go. And he's like, hey, I got you flowers. And she's like, mm, no, I want to go. Like, <laughs> I just want to go. Like, it's okay. I want to go. And he walks in his house and he's like, what happened in here? Like just playing it off like everything's cool. He sees the glass and she's just like, uh, like, I want to go. And he's like, I just bought these chairs. And she's like, no, seriously, like, what, what's going on? And he's like, I mean, if you break, keep trying to break the glass, I'm going to have to board the windows up. And she's just looking at him like crazy. So she tries to play it off too. And he starts trying to make dinner. And she's like, can we go out to eat? And he ignores her. And she's like, can I have my necklace back? And he doesn't say anything. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, what's going on? What do you mean? And she flips and she starts like trying to hit him and she's spazzing and he's just like, boo boo, calm down. So he ends up restraining her, um, restraining her and he ties her up to the bed. He's keeping her there and he's not trying to let her go kind of thing. Um, I'm not going to go through all the details because it's very tedious um, and it's obvious he's not letting baby girl go. So um, he he ties her to the bed. He keeps her tied to the bed all day. And then when he comes home later in the day, he unties her, lets her shower and such. It shows that much. Um, so one of the days when she's tied to the bed, he's fixing his chairs. And he, he built himself new chairs and he put them up and then he was going to work. Now, when he was going to tie her up, she was like, I can't go anywhere anyway. So why tie me up? So he let her stay untied that day. And he leaves she uses that to her um, advantage. She starts searching the house for something she can use. Um, she moves the couch and she finds his screwdriver that he was using to put the chairs together. So she keeps that. So when he comes home that day, she's sitting down doing the damn puzzle that he had brought for her with the flowers. Like she's all cool. You know, just smiling like, oh, I was trying to put this together and it's not working. So he comes sit down with her to put the puzzle together. She drops a piece. He goes to pick it up. And they're still putting it together. She's pointing out different parts like, oh, where would that go? Oh, where would that go? And while he's doing that, he's sitting there. She takes the screwdriver. Um, when he puts the keys down. So he puts the keys down to help her with the puzzle. And she takes the screwdriver, stabs him in the hand, takes the keys, goes to the door, unlocks it, dips out. So she's running. Now, not running very well because she keeps falling. Of course, typical girl in movie that needs to get away but doesn't get away. She's falling on nothing. And she's running and screaming for help, wasting her energy, knowing damn well nobody can hear her. And she's running and falling. So she gets to the door that he had told her initially in the beginning. Oh, careful, this door kind of sticks. It's kind of heavy. She gets to that door and she's like trying to push it and she's crying. He gets to the door with her and while she pushes it, he slams it shut and breaks her fingers. And she's like crying, like screaming, crying. And he pulls her hand out the door and he breaks her fingers back in place and it makes her pass out. So he carries her back upstairs, wraps her fingers up, wraps his hand up and, you know, she's stuck still. Okay. She's not going nowhere kind of thing. Um... 
And then time continues to pass. So his friends are like, oh, you don't want to go for drinks? And of course he makes excuses because he has to go home and take care of his ward. And um, he started doing, um, like she, you could tell she starts to get more, not so much comfortable, but kind of like that whole Stockholm syndrome thing where she's just, you know, having care and concern for her captor kind of thing. Um, I don't want to go through all the tedious details because it was just a bunch of random stuff that was occurring and it was just letting us know she's not going anywhere. Um, she did find traces that there was another woman there. Like somebody was there before her. And even the dad, when he goes, to, he goes to visit his dad and he tells his dad like, oh, I met someone, we're digging, blah, blah, blah. Like I have a girl. Because his dad asked him why he was late to one of the lectures. And um, he's like, oh, because I met someone, blah, blah, blah. And so the dad goes, what happened to Natalie? And um, he's like, oh, um, she left. Like she moved, she went home. And he's like, okay, so what about this new girl? And he's like, oh, she's Australian. And the dad's like, what is it with you and tourists? So that, that kind of gives you the hint that he always targets women that aren't from the area. And Natalie vanished out of nowhere. Now, it does show Claire finding a, a chunk of blonde hair in the shower. She finds some um, some red nail polish. And she finds nail clippings. After he trims her nails, she finds nail trimmings Um of like nails that had that red nail polish on them. So, you know, she has all her hints that Natalie was in there once before. Um, so he visits his dad and, um, yeah, leaves her there. He comes back, he gives her some lingerie to dress up in and take pictures of her. And, you know, she plays around a little bit and he's like, can't you just be normal? And she's like, you're not even normal. And he smacks her and then goes about his business. And she's like irritated, like the fuck, like, this is like it's irritating it continues to go you can kind of tell the seasons are changing it starts to snow outside people are playing like christmas type things so time has passed it went from him teaching class which is clearly before summer so probably around april may him teaching class to now it's snowing outside now it's christmas so she's been there for a while um and he lets her know like oh i texted your mom let her know that you're fine like (laughs) so nobody's gonna be looking for you kind of thing just chilling um yeah and he goes to spend Christmas with his dad he spends the night there and when he wakes up the next day um his dad had actually died in his sleep so he's depressed and he spends like a week with his dad but he had turned the power off in the apartment where he left Claire so she's in there and you know cold as fuck and thinking he's never gonna come back Um, she's having to eat like the little last of the scraps that are in there and she's just in there cold and by herself kind of thing um but he does end up coming back he comes back and um she's happy to see him just because she didn't think he was going to come back she was abandoned for so long um and then he tells her that his dad died and they actually get it in again with her stupid self I guess that was her way of comforting him I don't know that was really dumb um and then more time passes um Christmas comes, you know, um, he gets her some books. She plays the accordion for him. And um, he also gives her his dad's old dog as like a gift. So there was that. She had a dog for a while, Lottie, for like three, four days. And she was so having so much fun with Lottie that one day he took Lottie to go for a walk, came back and said Lottie ran away. So Lottie's is gone. Lottie's gone. Um, yeah, no more Lottie. And... um before now i have to go back because this is going to be relevant later before all of this before christmas came and everything there was a time like probably around i'll say may again um where he was showering her yeah he was shower giving her like a bath a shower whatever 
and um, there was a knock at his door. And it was one of his students because of the way he was staring at her in gym class. She thought that meant something. So thought he was coming on to her. But he, she sees Claire in the back and he like closes the door and he's like, look, if you come here again, I'm going to report you. So she gets scared and she leaves. Um, yeah. So then fast forward again, it's back toward Christmas. She has a dog. He takes the dog, blah, blah, blah. Um, so she's still just in there. Then he goes, it's New Year's now. He goes to um, his friend's house. It ends up being a party. So he's there at his friend's for New Year's. And Claire's in the house by herself. She's hearing the fireworks, hearing people celebrate, blah, blah, blah. She's making tea. Um, but the power's still out. He cut the power off in the home, but it's a gas stove. So she's making tea and she sees like a flashlight through the window. And she looks out and it's the guy that comes into the building to bring like coal and stuff just to, you know, keep it hot or whatever he does in there but there's a random guy that comes there every now and then so she starts she breaks the window again she starts signaling to him to come help he makes it to the door and while she's looking through the people screaming for help um andy's behind him and kills him with a crowbar and then he like makes her wrap makes her help wrap him in plastic and then um they he dumps his body and burns it he burns the body and then he tells her like oh it's your fault blah 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 and he's still keeping her in there. So she's still in there. She ends up breaking into his little secret room um, that he had that he used to go, like he would take pictures of her. So like after he broke her hand, he posed her like the girl in that book that they were initially talked about and takes a picture of her and he goes into his little room. So she breaks into that room, finds his massage chair, finds his little photo albums, the one of her and the one of Natalie. So she gets to see Natalie and all the same things. And the way that it shows, like, how it kind of implements my opinion, I think when he told her in the beginning the reason why she couldn't go home with him, when he was like, I have to meet someone, I think he had to get rid of Natalie. And that's why he didn't let her come back. Because he had to get rid of that other body. That's why her hair was still there and her nail polish was still there. So there's that. Um, so she finds that. And um, then it moves forward, moves forward. And he's going, um, he's looking in the newspaper, like time has passed, more time has passed because he's teaching again. Um, he's looking in the newspaper and when he sees in the newspaper, there's an ad saying that she's missing. That um, her, like pretty much her, her mom or whoever put out the notice that she's missing and they need to find her. So he tells her, oh, pack your stuff. I'm going to have the apartment fumigated. So she packs up all her stuff. He takes her backpack and he hides it somewhere in the abandoned building. And he actually turns off the water and turns off the power now. So um, when he locks her, when he locks her in there, like she has no water, she has no power. However, um, while that happened, they um, the next day that happened at night. So the next day when he was grading papers and about to leave, well, when he told her to pack her bag, she played it off and she was like, oh, okay. And she went by the stove and she burned her hand and he um, went to the bathroom to get the cream for her and she took one of his students' notebooks and um, it doesn't show her doing it, but somehow she put one of those Polaroids of herself tied up that he had. She put it in the student's notebook and it just so happened to be the exact student that had already came by his house and saw her in there. So when it goes to him at the classroom, it shows, it shows, I feel like I'm missing something because he was doing a lot keeping her there, but pretty much he kept her there. That was the basis of things. He had her there for a very, very, very long time. Um, but he's in the class and he passes out their notebooks and that girl, Franca, I think her name's Franca, the one that had came to flirt with him, she gets the notebook 
and it has that Polaroid in there. And she like, she closes her notebook. She asks to go to the bathroom and she dips, but she didn't notice that the Polaroid fell out of her notebook. So the little boy sitting next to her grabbed it. All the kids are looking at it. And then of course he, Andy notices, let me slow down. (laughs) Andy notices that all the students are looking at something. So he's like, what is that? Let me see. And one of the girls brings it up to him and he sees it. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't even look at it. He sees that it's a Polaroid and he immediately in his head knows like, oh shit, where else would a fucking Polaroid come from? And it doesn't matter what's on the Polaroid because he knows he's a sick fucker and whatever they saw is not good. So it shows him dipping out of the school and he's trying to go hurry up and get home. And um, his car, he's driving and he keeps hitting traffic. So eventually he hits like a like a traffic jam to where the road's blocked off. He leaves his car, starts dipping out, running. He's running towards the house. He gets to um, his building. He sees Franca's bike outside, so he goes inside. And when he gets upstairs, the apartment building is open, like the door is open. So, um, well, when he gets to the courtyard of his building, he sees his little lockbox where he's been keeping the key because he'll like lock the door, then lock the key in a lockbox and put it up. He sees the lockbox on the floor broken open. So he knows like, oh shit. Then he goes to his apartment and the door is open. So he goes in and he's calling to Claire and he's like, Claire, where are you? And he hears footsteps in the apartment above him running. So he goes up there with his crowbar and he's banging the crowbar on the side of the steps and on the wall. And he's like, Claire, where you at? Claire, where you at? Um, and it shows him going up there, and you could tell someone's hiding in the in the cabinet. But before he can get to the cabinet, you hear Claire downstairs, and she's like, "I'm down here." So he goes back into the apartment, and he goes back downstairs into the apartment. He's looking for her, and he's like, "Claire, where you at? Claire, where you at?" And um, she's hiding. He goes far enough in the apartment, and she runs back to the front door. And she calls out to him and she's like, Andy. And she says something I don't even remember, but it didn't matter because the homegirl was free. And she closes the door and she locks it, locks the door, meaning his ass is locked in there in the exact position he just had her in. And she's finally fucking free. And she really stands at the door for a moment, just like in in the moment of like, finally, she's fucking free. And he's like, can you open the door? Like, no. And she screams. She throws the keys at the door, but then she pick them back up because she's just like, like fuck fucking finally like how long he had her ass in there and like the shit he was doing like oh my goodness she's fucking free finally she goes upstairs she opens the cupboard that we were just looking at and it's actually franca hiding in there so he would have found her but he didn't she gets franca out and she's just like like you can tell franca shook like she's even low-key scared of claire like oh this is weird like the fact that all of this happened is weird um but she's like claire lets her know like it's okay and thank you girl like thank you and then it just pans over to showing claire in a taxi and driving like um she's in the back seat and she's leaving she's crying head out the window kind of thing she got her necklace back and that that was the thing when she left like when it showed her run outside and she locked him in there she had a plastic baggie that had all of her stuff like her passports and her important shit for her to travel so when he told her to pack that bag and got rid of all her stuff she didn't pack her passports and like her passport and her her papers and I guess her money whatever pocketbook the stuff that she needed she kept in a bag so she still had that and when she was in the taxi she had her mom's necklace back she put it on and it was like sweet relief she made it and then it pans to him and he's just in the room and he sits in his massage chair and then you know that's it because it's like what you gonna do you turn off the water and the power like 
and there's no food in there because you weren't trying to feed her. So you're, and you boarded up the windows and you killed the one person that comes into the building. So now you're just SOL, bro. You're just out. And his friends, his friend at his job, he was kind of rude to, and she made him leave the, well, his friend's girlfriend, she made him leave the New Year's Eve party because he was being a weirdo. So it's like, your friends aren't going to look for you. Your students damn sure ain't going to look for you because they saw that weird ass picture. Um, no, your dad's dead. So, you know, he has no one. And that was it. Um, I mean, there's not too much I would change about this um, because of how they necessarily put the storyline. Um, they did it well. They kind of didn't leave too many gaps and holes to where I would change anything because anything that I would change would make it to where there was no story at all. Like when they went dancing, she should have dipped kind of thing. Um, so they handled that very well i mean one thing i would change i don't give a damn if his daddy died she shouldn't have gave him none um but that's here nor there i guess um and there was no other way for her to really get out um when she stabbed him with the screwdriver she should have stabbed him in the neck and not the hand that's another little tidbit but other than that it was a pretty good movie um not super amazing not like something i'd watch over and over again not at all um, that one time was good, um, but it wasn't terrible. Um, definitely tedious. Um, I felt like she was a little too comfortable and not so much frantic or trying to get out. Like it went on way longer than it should have. She definitely could have fought harder to get out. And especially in the sense that when she did have keys, she wasn't unlocking the biggest lock. She was just unlocking the door, defeating the purpose because every time he locked it, he locked the biggest lock. So it was... It, her error right there was very obvious but other than that I mean it was okay um I would if giving this a rating I would give this movie a six out of ten there was a lot of I mean there were parts where they could have expanded made it more of a thriller made it more interesting exciting something than they did um he wasn't completely psycho he was probably I don't know lonely not gonna make excuses for him but it didn't go as deep I think as they could have it was real basic so definitely a six out of ten because it wasn't too bad but it was basic um and yeah so that's that movie um Berlin Syndrome um hope I didn't ruin it too much but at the same time kind of hope I did um either way go watch it or don't don't care and that is it thank you bye